Hello and welcome to the next installment of Opt-In NYC. I am one of your hosts, Officer Joe Gletta, and I am joined this week in studio with... John Negron. And that's the only host we have this week. But we do have a special guest as well, Miss Pabone, a school teacher within New York City. Hello, how are you? Doing well, thank you very much. The reason that we brought a teacher in this week and not a member of NYPD or something surrounding some sort of law enforcement was because you worked with us recently. Yes. Using the the options program. Um, But before we get into that, why don't you go into a little bit about yourself? Um, can you give us some background on who you are in your current job? I am a upper school high school teacher. I teach science primarily. I've taught chemistry for the majority of my career, but my degree is focused on biology. Um, I've taught things even into math. Um, and I also uh, work for a non-for-profit on the weekends um, for particularly for students of color like science teachers give off a certain vibe and it's always like it's always like an amazing vibe so like when you said i'm a science teacher it's just like confirmed that i love science teachers. they're always so nice you said you teach mainly like biology and everything right yes thank so you. Mm-hmm. what um kind of because i know teachers kind of had like the calling whether it be in college or when they're in lower school when did you decide that you wanted to do biology and science probably when i was about 13, 13. but i've known i've wanted to teach since i was about four Wow. Okay. Yeah. This so, is a life stream. You're doing yeah, it. I really am. I really am. So I'm gifted and, and talented and very blessed to be able to do what what it is that I'm good at. What is it about biology? Though? Like what's like the grab, you know? The grab was always, I've, I've always had an eye for for things that people didn't notice, things that people didn't pay attention to. So observation was always a strong point for me and being a city slicker, paying attention to things like birds or other animals that are in the city requires a little bit of focus. So I was pretty good at one storytelling and for me, biology is a story of a process and my observation skills as a scientist were always there. It was kind of, kind of an innate ability for me. So science was a natural way to go. Biology was a story for me. So it was an intuitive intelligence, I guess, if you could say. Um, so biology is something that is, is an easy story for me to tell and an easy story for me to convey. So that's why I went into biology as opposed to, even though I ended up being a primarily chemistry teacher. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, happens. It, it does happen. I always liked science in school until they started adding the math into it. Then I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I'll stick with my history. Instead. Yeah, the letters and stuff now. Right, exactly. Because that's, that's exactly what it is. Science with a story, which is why I was focused on biology. And microbiology has been my focus for, for quite some time as well, because it's like one of those things that you can't see. And it's about observation. And you can't tell they're there unless they change something around you. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. Now you're looking into a whole new world. So when uh, going to school, right, uh, be it for either uh, biology or just anything else, because unfortunately school makes you have to learn a bunch of stuff you might not use. Um, is, there, is there anything you learned um, while teaching that you didn't exactly learn or experience in school? Absolutely. Um, whenever you're in the field, and I think this goes for any job, whenever you're in the field, you, you learn how to move in the space in the way that's beneficial to you. You can read handbook after handbook after handbook written by plenty of different people. And it's really the, the, I think the true education of, of your professional self happens in the field. So when I was in the field, I learned that 
I had to think in a way that was uncomfortable for me as a teacher because I couldn't teach the way I thought because then I would just hit the kids that are like me. So I found in the field that if I, if I was able to deliver the message in varied ways, I would hit different learners. And it's something that they teach you, but it's not something that you, you do intuitively because intuitively you teach the way you learn. But when I was in the field, I learned that I couldn't teach the way I learned. I had to teach in as many ways as possible covering a subject to hit as many learners. And that's something that I th even think that some teachers that are, are seasoned don't necessarily figure out. But I figured it out earlier on in the game, which gave me a bit of an edge. And it makes me a better teacher because another kid, I, I can teach it one way and then teach it another way the next day. And then the kid that didn't get it yesterday, they're like, oh, shoot. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, no one's left behind. Exactly. <laughs> You, you had started mentioning being able to, to look at it differently, right? And, and I just think that's something that uh, we try to do so much here at Options. And we try to do that with a lot of our tracks, a lot of the ways we interact with kids, because we don't want to just target that one group and everyone else is left with nothing. So with, with that in mind, how exactly did you um, start interacting with Options? Actually, my sister worked for NYPD School Safety Division, and oh, okay. um, she became good friends with Sergeant Harper. And Sergeant Harper came into um, my sister's life and then was invited to a baby shower. And that's mm -hmm. how I got to know my sister's <laughs> baby shower. And that's how I got to know Sergeant Harper. And then, you know, he's a really good conversationalist. So it's just like yeah. it was easygoing he's and easy flowing. Right. <laughs> so then we just kind of vibed and it was like, oh, OK. And I realized um, like that that interaction was something natural for him as it was for me. And my sister was like, yeah, he solves everything. He's a great problem solver. So um, something came up in my school actually a couple of times. And I actually asked um, Sergeant Harper to come represent options in a number of ways. So he's been working um, with the school that I work at for, I think, about three or four years with oh, their wow. service learning. Wow. Yeah. And then... So the um, entire growth of... Yeah. Yeah. So he's been in in the school and the students have the option to choose options. Ah, I, see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> they have the option to choose option as their service learning, which is a requirement. So it's already kind of ingrained silently into the, the culture of the school. Now, what is service learning? Service learning is essentially, it's, it's just recently been incorporated into um, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion education, which I've, I've been one of the teachers to start. So service learning is now included in that type of work to service communities, um, either within the students living community, but I oftentimes challenge my students to go beyond the communities where they can identify with more. So go beyond that, get it out of your comfort zone into a discomfort zone in your service learning. So they'll uh, visit a food pantry or they'll do a donation or some type of service within a, with a program and options offers lots of different opportunities for students that come from a place of means to interact with other students that come from not a place of means or a different community or um, a more varied or a more diverse community. So it's like it fit for what I know the students in, in my community need, which is 
understanding that a world exists outside of your nanny, outside of pushing your 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 brother or sister from the nanny that is hired and your parents going to I don't know, Israel for fun. Like wherever it is that they that, that what they do with their money and it's like these kids are well to do financially but it's like they need a nurturing and they don't even realize that because they're like oh i have what i need but no you need attention so oftentimes students will act out and options is also good at helping students to identify or or really a, a barometer for their feelings yeah the emotional intelligence right, component right. yeah which is what i i I see that not only the students but our faculty need oh everyone needs yeah everyone. everybody needs like to be able to to understand yourself is how you can help service others, which is really the goal for, for me as an educator. And the earlier you start with them, then you start creating those pathways in their brain when they need to be created rather than after you're 30 and you now you have to break a habit. So would, would you say Options has been successful in, in, in your school for the most part? For those students that have chosen to choose, chosen to do service work with options, absolutely, absolutely, I would say yes. Um, but again, it's it's a it's a hard sell, especially when they have other other places that are more convenient for for travel. So I would like to see it happen a little bit more, especially with everything that's going on in the world. It's like you have to approach things from empathy. And these students are at the point where they're not approaching it at empathy because they're like, I'm not a kid. I don't have to care about your feelings. And that's when you have to catch them again. It's like, no, you still have to behave in the way that they taught you in kindergarten. And catching them early sometimes is, is the difficult point. And you oftentimes get the opportunity to do that when they do something wrong. And I think that Charles Harper is good at, again, really talking to those types of kids or really helping kids to manage the feeling, all the feels that they feel when something bad happens in the community, whether they identify with the offender or the victim is regardless, like it doesn't matter. But being able to identify how you feel helps you to get beyond it, which is what I've oftentimes hit on options for. All right, let's take one moment to hear from our sponsors. And we're back. Okay, so I have to ask. The Options Program is uh, a program that is affiliated with the NYPD. And um, it's no kind of secret that throughout the summer and in the pressing times going through that, there's some, uh, there's a lot of opinions and mixed feelings going on with just the label of police. Um, so what allowed you or, to make that confident choice in kind of choosing options to help your kids and, and kind of, yeah, what was that thought process and, and what made you go through with it? It did invoke a lot of thought behind it and uh, I even considered asking for help without the uniform because I know Charles as, as a friend but I also teach with a lot of former officers um, and I teach their children so there was there was actually an incident that came up in in the diversity equity um, and, and justice program that I, that I am a part of and one of the one of the students uh, brought up the um, all cops are bad. That, but again, we're not going to say what it actually is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, she brought it up, and she identified the the derogatory term in the class and in the space. Like I know the students that are associated with NYPD. She might not know the peer, peers that are. 
So when that came up, I, my sister worked for NYPD for many years, and I understand that there's lots of different things get, that go on in any, any job, really. So it's about bridging the gap, right? It's about creating a space for both, for both parties to exist in, in a place where they can feel discomfort, but be able to discuss. And I think that offering options to, to deliver a difficult conversation or a workshop in a community I, I felt was more bridging than it was divisive because of the way that um, the questions were handled. Like, why are you here? You're a police officer. And they didn't understand the difference between school safety division and beat cop. Some, some people don't. And I didn't even think it was necessary to explain it because that's not the point. Because you, know, you can't create union by creating further division within the unit. Like it's NYPD for a reason. There's that umbrella term for a reason. They're there together and you don't want to be divisive within that. So once I got to the point where I, I felt confident, confident and comfortable um, coming in with an NYPD label, because it's going to ultimately allow the students to feel included if they have NYPD family and faculty as well. But it also allows the opportunity for the people that are angry to voice their opinion. And if options is a good program, which it is, then the person will know how to handle it. And he did. And I also learned something in that, in that instance as well. Like you can get antagonized, antagonized and antagonized with the question, but antagonizing back isn't the way to go at it. It's like you can redirect and you say, listen, I understand how you're feeling and this is exactly how he handled it. Let's talk about this at another time and focus with what we have focus on. So in that, in the way that it was handled and knowing that it was going to be a problem, I think it created more inclusivity than divisiveness in asking someone from NYPD, regardless of the division, to come and speak to the school. So with with the uh, the the course, so you had mentioned that uh, the options program is part of the um, the the already this kind of class you already kind of teach, and they have the choice to take options, right, to kind of get that uh that credit for the class, basically. Well, yeah, credit for not the class for graduation. For graduation, yeah. So that's a way to basically merge the options curriculum into a, a normal school curriculum, and and we discuss we think it's effective. Do you think? it's something that should be done kind of across schooling in general? And if so, do you think it'd be successful? I know you've had a lot of luck with your school. Right. Well, again, the, the luck is, is also, it depends on who, who's delivering the message as well. Like I've had success with my students and the students that have contact with me, they're like, oh, Options is such a great program. This is so great. And then by word of mouth, but then once those kids graduate, kind of trickles down. And then another student set has to invest in options to be able to have the same conversation and for it to really get a foothold um but what was the question again i was, I was basically asking uh do you think options uh, has the capability and should be merged into schooling overall so not it doesn't necessarily have to be options for me but it has to be something that allows students to connect to communities that they don't have a connection to so options does that for because my community is so different from the communities that options interacts with so i think that it has to be tailored per school yeah definitely um but there has to be something for students to reach a community of people that they're not familiar with 
to create a relationship or at least an understanding of that culture and those people. Because once you have people understand and interact with, you're like, oh, so-and-so wasn't so bad and they're this. And then once you have that, you have humanity. And once you have humanity, you can be a human with someone that doesn't look like you more often. So now they're like, oh, wait a minute. I went to this Chinese program and I'm a black person. And now I see more humanity in Asian people. So it's like, you have to get to know a community that you're unfamiliar with in order to banish those stereotypes and those prejudices and the bigotry. And, and for some of these students, the racism, because they're white and they have that privilege to be racist. And if we're able to hit those adolescents when those are formative years, I think it's gold. Even if it's just the seed of watching someone that you were angry with at the time and then their response to you was so chill. You have to at least admire that a little bit. You're going to be angry in the moment, but then when you look back, you're going to be like, hey, that was pretty chill the way they answered it. And that's the point. Like modeling that behavior for the kids, regardless of whether or not they buy in at the time, it's a seed. It's a seed. And that's really all you can hope for. So now as a scientist, how do you see science and emotional intelligence kind of working together? Oh, that's a fun question. That is a fun question. <laughs> it's a very fun question, actually. So you can go into, I can, I can bore you with hours and hours and hours of neurotransmitters. And I had dopamine enough teachers <laughs> do that in high school already. I don't. <laughs> Unless you took my class, then it would have been awesome. <laughs> but um, really, it's about payout, which is, which is everything, right? It's about, it's about a chemical payout. Like you engage in activities because of a chemical payout that happens in your brain. And if you understand the way your brain works and your chemical payout and the dependency behaviors that are associated, you can control your behaviors. You can control um, the way you interact emotionally, being aware of who you are and what's happening and the chemical effects of it, I think makes you more cognizant of your emotional emotionality. So it adds to the emotional intelligence to be able to identify the physiological responses to emotional activities. So I use that in terms of the way that I respond because I know what my tells are. Like that's a physiological tell for me. Like I, my heart starts beating. Like I get, like I, I lose track of things and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, I'm having a bit of anxiety. So being able to know those tells and know what's happening to your brain that you're not giving, getting enough, enough oxygen, you know, to, oh, let me do the deep breathe because now I'm stumbling and stammering and blah, blah, blah. So let me take a moment. That's an emotional intelligence. But you also understand that deep breathing is oxygenating you. And I've also actually had students that have been with me for diversity and equity and social justice um, type programs that existed before and then be my science students and be like, hey, remember that time you told us to deep breathe deeply is that because the oxygen is delivered to the they put two and two together right, and they connect the, right. and the topics it also makes it stick more so you're more likely to remember it if it's associated with something else so what do you think is the most important thing that the youth can take away from the options program your ability to manage your emotions gives you the opportunity to interact with your environment in a way that's beneficial for both you and the people around you and I think that's what Options really does a good job of, being able to help folks identify, first off, what's right and what's wrong with you. Because if you know what's right, you know what you can do well and you know how to contribute to the community. If you know what's wrong, you know what you have to focus on and you know when you're about to be triggered. 
right? It's so it's like you have to be able to distinguish good from bad within self before you can really contribute to the community in a way that is healthy. Because if you're giving too much, you're going to burn out. Yep. And we're going to lose you. And we're not going to have that service. And we're not going to have that person there offering their, their intellect and, and their gift. But if you're aware of, all right, this is too much right now. I'm going to take a step back to self, whatever, and then come back and contribute. Being able to do that, and I think that's what um, I, I had to learn as an adult with Catholicism. Like I was, I was Catholic die hard. I, I became Catholic when I was 16, 17. So I knew exactly what I was getting into. But Catholicism teach you, teaches you self-sacrifice to the point of being the sacrificial lamb, like being like Jesus. But that's not the point. That's what people fail to realize when they're so in, 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 in drenched in religion that it's not about that because they forget love thyself as well. So I think that I got most lost in, in service and then burnout. And then you become an angry person. So me evolving beyond that, managing emotions my sister gave me the things that charles gave her and the mood meter right yeah. the mood meter and the happy and it's so simple it's so simple but it does a job right and it's like oh i just have to point to a box that's it i don't have to say okay red and yeah it's exactly. super productive exactly and even like if i wake up in the morning it's like i'm feeling yellow today it gives you a, a an easy point to connect to you don't have to feel intelligent to do it you just have to feel and that's it well we are just about at the tail end of the show here uh, so do you have anything else that you want to throw in at the end here? This 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 world is it, it's such a, a crazy crossroads. So I guess the, the thing that I would say is oftentimes we are ripping things apart before we put them back together in a better way. And I think that is my personal message for 2021. Like it might, might seem like it's all falling apart, but oftentimes it's right before it gets all back together again when it feels most chaotic. Because think about the, you cleaning your room. Like everything is in the middle of the room at some point. And it feels terrible. But then once you start to sort through the garbage, throw out the things that you don't want, keep the things you love and resort and put them together, you've unified your life. And I think the message here is unity. Chaos born creation. We are creating something new. It will be chaotic. And that's okay. That's the message like of the it. week. <laughs> To have options visit your school, visit options.nyc and you'll find contact information on there. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars if you can. Make sure you tune in next week. For John, for Miss Pabone, I am Officer Joe Galetta. Thank you for opting in.